Sully, as you inhale the golden dust, you feel your eyelids beginning to droop. Your consciousness slips, slips away as you sink into the cushions around you. Your body heavier, so much heavier than it should be. You feel yourself calm, fall back through the pillows, falling backwards in a slow, drifting rotation. Darkness envelops you, and as your rotation brings you back to verticality once more, you halt. You're standing outside the gates of Tenderture. Thorny vines have begun to overtake the wooden walls around you. The gate stands ajar. It groans on its rusted hinges as you slide your way inside. There's no voice from the gatehouse, no sign of Delph. You step into the small room to investigate, and a screech causes you to jolt back, slicing your cheekbone on one of the thorns as a rat scampers out of the gatehouse. You reach your hand to your face, and you feel the blood coat the fingertips of your first two fingers. Feeling uneasy, you head for the center of town. The air is still. No one is milling about. The shops are empty. The only sound is that of the padding of your own boots on the cobblestones. You make for your home, and as you pass a gap in the buildings, you see the temple where the Mokshas live. The massive oak still towers overhead, but its branches are crooked, its leaves curled and brittle. And finally, after weaving your way through the familiar streets, you see it, Sully. Home. It's felt like a lifetime since you've left, and not a day has gone by that you've not ached for your return. Hurried and unthinking, you smear your blood on the doorknob as you fling the door open. Warm lantern light illuminates you, and you feel a comfort you've not felt for far too long. Your eyes dart around the foyer, drinking in the life you were forced to leave behind. On the wall hangs your first guitar, a testament to your family's pride and your burgeoning talent. And as you place your hand on its familiar wooden body, you hear a creak in the kitchen. You turn the corner, and there, seated at the kitchen table, you see her. Your mother, Delilah. Her eyes go wide as they meet yours. A smile would spread across her face, but to your horror, you see that she is bound and gagged. And just as you tense to spring for her, a rough hand grabs the back of your neck and slams your head down into the table. Stars burst across your vision and you hear a dull thunk as something pierces into the table directly in front of you. The meaty grip is unrelenting, pinning you in place. Forcing your eyes to focus, you're met with your own reflection, gazing back at you from inside a polished metal surface, those black and blue eyes looking back at you. But then, you feel a hot breath on your cheek, and a horrid stench fills your nose. A tongue laps up the blood from your wound, and a growling laughter rumbles up behind you. <laughs> it was just a matter of time before I found you. Your reflection is pulled away as the massive cleaver is drawn out from the surface of the table. Now I shall have my feast. Sully, you jolt upright in panic, and you find yourself in that black void once more. Sensing a presence, you turn, and floating in front of you is the massive crystal. Only this time, Rax is encased within its shimmering facets. After you, Vic, what do you do? <clears throat> I walk forward and put one hand on the crystal's face. As you touch the crystal, you see those two faces begin to pry their polygonal shapes out once more. You see Isamir and Torque, and then you see three more faces force their way out 
from the facets of the crystal. It looks like those three figures that you saw in your vision after you made your way out of the maze. And all of them, their eyes, you could hear them cracking and groaning in the crystal turn and look down at you. And Torque says, Did you... Did you have something for us? It's been a while since we've seen you. I... I don't know. Uh, <clears throat> um, hello? Hello. And Isamir goes, Yes, uh, how... How are you? It's been... Some time. Are you... Are you closer to... To what you hope to find? I don't... I don't know. I... Is this a... Is this really happening? Or is this... A dream, or is this more hallucination? I think there are different classifications for what I'm experiencing right now, and I'm trying to pin it down. With that, the three faces speak, and the words jump between each face as they talk. So there's there's this like each one is completing each part of the sentence, and they they say, I mean, is there much of a difference between a hallucination and a vision, or perhaps a dream? Are they all just different versions of the same thing? Seeing what you cannot see? I I suppose so. I I don't understand. Okay. <laughs> Hello. Uh, let me introduce myself. My name is Solomon. Um, my mother is Delilah Ortega. And I am traveling around with uh, my, my friend Mok Moksha to figure out what's happening and to get back home. Are you, th- are you all gods? Perhaps once we were. But now we are something much less. And what that is, I, I do not know. Are we you... appear to be almost echoes of what we once were. I find I don't know much of what I used to. But I I do my best to, to speak with you when you're here. But other than that, it's just darkness. Can you help us? I... in what way? Uh, knowledge information where where are we right now uh, uh, so I, I was in I was on an island and there was a cave with a, a big um, a hydra creature and then we found Lou um, this merchant lord and he gave me this this sniffing powder that put me here do you, how do you know where I am I don't I don't know where I am I you- I know that I exist in the space and you come to see me but other than that I just it's just darkness I don't know of this this merchant that you speak of it, it seems that you've gotten your hands on some sort of uh, some sort of dreaming powder that allows you to enter a, a dreamlike state more rapidly than attempting to fall asleep normally but I believe that's all I know at the moment I I'm sorry so we've been finding this place of crystal and blood first we saw you torque and then we had uh, a vision of of you, uh, Izmir, and then we got you triplets after we went through the labyrinth. And I don't I don't understand what's going on. Can can you help me at all? I I I, I don't. And he's interrupted. Um, you see uh, a glow beginning to emanate from inside this this crystal. And as you turn and look, you see there is a light shining out of racks this this blue light that you've come to associate with your magic and Rax is glowing very brightly and now there's 
there's a large diamond-shaped crystal embedded in the head of the axe, and it's radiating a bright light. Sully, how are you doing? Uh, you're, you're here too. Um, I am trying to talk with these god ghosts and figure out what's going on. How are you? <sighs> really, I'm just concerned about you. I, uh, I saw what you saw, Sully. How you holding up? I'm trying to prioritize what's happening at the moment, and I'm trying not to think about what I saw. <sighs> sure, that's the best way to go about it. No, but I'm here now. Yeah, but you keep worrying about home. Yes. You just saw some rough stuff about home. Yeah, but I'm kind of still living the dream, so I'm trying to enjoy it while I can, if that makes sense. <laughs> I don't yeah. even know. I don't even know if that is happening, or if it's some sort of fever dream of what I worry will happen. Are you? Wait, are you saying that stuff I just saw is actually happening? No, no, no. No, it's, uh... Sully, I, uh... It's what happens if you go back. Sully. Like, uh, in the future? That maniac. The butcher. He wants you. You can't lead him back home. At least Why? not yet. Why does he want me? He seems to have... developed a taste for you from the time you encountered him. That's that's kind of gross. Well, I mean, he is kind of like a demonic cannibal thing. That's so. true. That's a good... So what? So what do, what do we do? What do I, I... I take a step back from the crystal. What do I do? What do we do? We get stronger, Sully. I think that's about all we can do right now. We know that some of these creatures keep taking up residence in different parts of the world and Trying to bend them to their will, it seems. And you drew the short straw and got the one who's real fucked up. Back home. But maybe there's not a target on Tender Tree yet. I don't know. I've got no way of knowing. But if we went back now to try and confront him, if you found your way right now and rushed back, that'd be it. That'd be the end of everything. So then, so then what? I, I, I turn away from home and I don't go and help. And, and, and what about, and I turn to all the heads sticking out of the crystal. What about all of you? Can, you're, you were gods once. What, what can you do to help now? What's actionable here? Sully, you're, you're asking the dead to act for the living. And that's, that's not something that can happen. I know that, I know it's hard. I know you want to go home. I know you're afraid of what's going to happen, but and I know you're you're weak now. It's a fact. But I want you to listen to me, Sully. That's no cause for despair. In fact, let it drive you. Let what you saw be what pushes you forward to the greatness that I know lies within you. I wouldn't have bound myself to you otherwise, Sully. Wield me. Not out of fear. Not even out of anger. No, Sully. I want you to wield me. To carve this world into the shape that you want to see. I want you to cut them all down, Sully. I want you to stand upon a pile of their infernal corpses. And I want you to reclaim your fate, Sully. Reclaim your fate, and I'll stand with you all the way. 
into this sort of agreement, Rax vanishes from inside the crystal, and he appears in your hands once more. And you see this this new embedded diamond shape up in the top of it. Rax is different. He's amplified from what he was before. And you hold him in your hand, and you turn him over instinctually, and you you click onto that that little little button and the head slides down and the lights flicker up into existence creating those four strings and then there's like a crackling for a second and then two more thin strings pop up a slightly different shade of blue and they fan up along the outside of the neck Rax now has six strings alright let's do this and I strum and with that, you hear a harmonious chord as both the sound of a bass and a guitar ring out simultaneously. And you begin to play bit by bit. And you find that rhythms and melodies that you strum remain and repeat in the air as you switch, playing back and forth, considering it a bass, considering it a guitar. And they just begin to loop over the top of each other as you are becoming this 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 force that is weaving these magical notes all together in the air around you at once. It all begins to glow this bright, bright blue. And it all forces the darkness away. And Sully, you catch your breath and you jerk up out of the pillows. And you're sitting, the only one awake, in this room inside of Lou's Emporium. I reach out and feel for Rax. He's there. I check and see if the crystal, the the change that I saw, if that was real. There is a large crystal embedded into the head of Rax now. I pull Rax close and I lay back down. While all of this was happening, Thaticus, Moth, you saw Lou go up to uh, go up to Sully and give him a little waft of this gold powder out of this jar, and he corks it and and backs up as Sully's eyes roll back in his head, and he just falls down on these pillows. What did you guys do after that before you uh, before you headed out for bed? I spent a lot of the time. Trying to talk to Lou and get more information out of Lou. Well, what what kind of questions did you have for him? Where are we? Well, um, we're in the Northern Sea, of course. I'm sure this big burly sail sail sailor over here knows what I'm talking about. We're on an island towards the eastern part of the Northern Sea. And what's to the south? Not the sea. No, I'm just kidding. It's the the eastern half. Of course, it's south of here, don't you know that? Do you have a map? Oh, a map? Hmm. Uh, for a prize? What's your price? Oh, let's see, a map of this caliber. Let us see, let us see. Um, I'm going to go ahead and say... 
five silver pieces. And of course, it's not an original, it's a copy. I'll give you a gold for it. One gold? Oh, well, of course, here's, uh, here's the map then for you. It's a copy, of course. I wouldn't give you an original from the artist himself. Right, right, you mentioned that. You're a shitty barterer. <laughs> I give you three wishes. Two. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> and that extra gold is just for the trouble. You know, we were a little restless after fighting that Hydra. Hopefully it's water under the bridge, right? Mm, yes, of course. Sure. Totally. So we see ourselves... All right, the Great Maze. We actually met your brother there. Oh, really? The, the Master Merchant. Oh, uh, <laughs> Yeah, he he thinks his he thinks his magenta robes look so good, but we all know that the aquamarine is the only way. And he like flourishes like his robes. So I'm assuming one of you has like an emerald, and one of you has. Oh, a... don't be so gauche! Oh, an emerald? Ugh. None of your brothers wear emerald. Collect all the colors of the rainbow. Ugh. Disgusting. Noted. So the great maze is here, and. Folsk is here as well. I give the map over to Atticus. Did you have a map of the area? I, I've lived here my entire life. You mm -hmm. could have just asked. Also, we do have a whole map room. Oh, that's great. We can <laughs> ask you big... for some additional masks. <laughs> like a fucking... Uh, what are those things called where you look at stars? Um, um, like observatory? observatory? Oh, yeah, just an observatory. The whole map. <laughs> Go here for next quest. <laughs> There's an exclamation point here. Does that mean something? Yeah, you'll level up there. I'll take it. All right. And do you want to drop a stat? Yeah. Where's the, the part of this place you've been? And I show him the map again. I think you've been everywhere. You've been everywhere in this area, but I don't go over to often, right? Yeah, not very often. I don't think you've been to the Icebound Archipelago, though. Like, you may have done one run to Rhyme Watch, Rhyme Watch and that's okay. it. Uh, I usually hang out in the east. Um, I've been to the west, but... Why is that? Turbulent waters? No. A little turbulent. Merchant tile isn't as good. Can't really find sellers, buyers. How much do you usually make? What are your profits like? I, I, I don't know. Why do you care? Why are you asking about my fucking... <laughs> you see Lou's like leaning in, like really curious during this conversation. Yeah, I mean, if you're... You're going to fucking Google headquarters and be like, how much are you making, fuckers? <laughs> like... <laughs> It, it, um, if you're a merchant, we're with a merchant. Who knows? It could benefit both of you. Yeah, tell me about your trade routes. He's weird. He's not going to steal tiny. your trade routes. You have a problem with my small stature? I just don't trust... You're shifty. You're weird. And you don't like the color emerald. Fuck you. Emerald's a great color. You're blue. What do you care? Well, if uh, you don't mind, uh, you guys can stay here. Keep an eye on your friend. He's going to have a long ride. I can tell you that much. I've How long is he going to be down? It depends. But I mean, if he was sleepy too, he'll probably just sleep it off the rest of the way. It's all right. You guys can just kind of camp out for the evening in there. We'll call it even with your patronage. Sure, Lou. He just steps out and draws the, the red velvet curtain behind him and so it's quiet. You just hear uh, the the sort of like muffled ruffling of those those curtains as they sway from Lou exiting. But other than that, it's it's quiet in there. There's pillows everywhere. There's a little incense burner in the middle. Everything's got this sort of reddish glow to it. And Sully is just out. 
but it's kind of weird when you look at him because his eyes aren't completely closed, but you're only seeing the whites of his eyes. It's it's a little unsettling. Is he like distressed at all, or is he just sleeping? Um, it looks like he just fell backwards and is basically laying just like spread eagle in this uh, room. Is there anything the two of you would like to do? I'm going to enter my long rest meditative stance as well. Okay, Daticus, anything you'd like to do? Prop up. I am going to be watching towards the door. I don't trust Lou. Okay. So I'm going to be staring towards the door. All right. Good old mercantile distrust, I see. At two, Lou. At two. At two, Lou. I'm going to, after finishing my long rest and noticing Thaticus is probably still asleep, if you're going to try to get a full eight. Oh, yeah, because you got that long rest, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sleep then. I'm going to, uh, being Hawthorne in. Okay. And... Just bring my servant as well. Oh, um, hello. Hi, how's it going, everyone? I'm going to teach you all something that is going to be very helpful moving forward. Oh, is it how to get two glasses of water? Two glasses of water. Let's work our way up there. Okay. However, I am going to hand one of these to you, and then I'm going to give him a torch. The unseen, you just see this torch floating in the air now. It's not lit, but every once in a while, I'll ask you to light one of these or one of these, and I pull forward a lantern. Okay. It doesn't have any oil in it or anything. And just walk ahead of us, light the way, keep our hands free. Excellent. So some stuff you picked up as part of your just normal explorer pack that you got. Excellent. And there's also these and get ball bearings. And I hand them over to Hawthorne. Uh, hold these in your talon. Hawthorne is now standing on one foot and is holding a cluster of like four ball bearings with the right. It's about all that Hawthorne can can hold mm-hmm. at the time being. Uh, that's a little that's a little heavy. I'm going to here release that. Give that back to me. And Hawthorne reaches out with his his claws and drops them back in your hand. I'm gonna find a smaller pouch and put. Just a couple handfuls of them in there. All right, try holding this now. It it holds the it holds the pouch a little easier with its with its talon. It, it like hooks a talon through it. All right. So Hawthorne, go ahead and do a few rotations close to the ceiling. In in this room mm-hmm. that you're in. Okay, it's pretty. It's not a huge room, but Hawthorne is does some donuts mm-hmm. in the in the in the room. All right. So whenever we're fighting with some enemies, and I give you the command, go ahead and just rip that apart with your two talons careful not to hit thaticus though i don't think he'd like me hitting him with ball bearings in the middle of the night and hawthorne uh just gives you a, a wide-eyed stare as always <laughs> unblinking but there's there's a look of recognition across hawthorne's beaked face mm-hmm. um and uh a few feathers have have drifted down onto a thaticus from hawthorne uh, beating around in the in the beating around the room um i'm but, just imagining thatic is sleeping is <laughs> yeah oh 100 percent. like you've got sully like uh, in a in his dream state you've got thaticus sleeping with like an eye like semi-open at the door and then hawthorne's just doing donuts above him holding this bag of ball bearings it's pretty awesome and mock is there anything else that you needed to do or was that or was that it for you i more or less spent most of the time reviewing some strategies for fighting and talking to the unseen servant and Hawthorne getting them up to speed with some of my new plans. Okay. 
Excellent. So some of your back pocket ideas, beautiful. Um, and, uh, the three of you wake up and, uh, Sully, you, uh, have just like a little bit of a dull headache behind your eyes, but it's nothing more than an annoyance. And, uh, you all come to in this, this drug den that Lou has hidden in his emporium unbeknownst to his other brothers. There's a money counter that's just constantly. Because <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're on the floorboards, right? No. We're no, in... either it's behind just like the walls are all like tent curtains. Yeah. And just this one happened to just lead somewhere. Gotcha. It's, it looks like it looked like an addition roughly the size of the big and tall section, but uh, unbeknownst to the other brothers. So the three of you are up. Oh, good. Good morning. How'd you sleep there? Anything interesting happened? I, I would think you would have done strange things, but you kind of just fell asleep. I had a few dreams. Do you want to share them to the class? Do you know what a class is? A collection of people learning? Like training? Did we have one in Tendriture? Of course. You had some form of schooling in Tendriture. And Oh, excellent. Guards? I never yeah, studied I never studied with more than just me. Um Yes, uh, uh, I would love that, to that, that might explain it. That, that explains it. I would love to share my dreams. Um maybe later though, if that's okay. Sure, sure. Process them and whatnot. So it sounds like you had some divination type dreams. What makes you say that? If they were significant enough or you didn't need to think on them. Otherwise we just got ripped off. Right? I don't think we got ripped off. Okay. Yeah, whenever you're ready, let's pack up and go to that drawbridge Lou kept mentioning. So the three of you pack your stuff and Lou waves you off out of the out of the store as he's uh, just sitting behind the counter counting his coins and uh and you make your way out of the tent and you step back into that dark cavern once more. And before we leave Lou, I ask Lou, if I ever wanted to reliably find one of you or your brothers, is there a particular place that you like to stay to sell your wares? Hmm. Places where adventurers are likely to go. Uh, we like to move around a bit, to stay in a spot for a couple of days, and if no one shows up, we move on from there. Uh, we try to divide up pretty evenly across the across the continents, and hopefully then we're... Uh, uh, able to sort of maximize our income potential. Um, but I know I have a brother stationed uh, almost due west of here. Yes, he should be somewhere around there. Um, Where are you going next? Oh, I'll probably stay somewhere in the area. I might, uh, since obviously I've tapped out on adventurers here, I'll probably move on to a different part of the sea and take a look around. Okay, well... How many people do you see? Oh, it depends. It depends. Uh, I don't get a ton up here, but the ones I do are big spenders. Um, I see maybe one or two a month, honestly. But uh, I know some of my brothers, the one to the west, uh, he gets a lot of business, as much as I hate to admit it. And some of the other ones uh, have a few come through. It's always a shame when you come in hoping to sell one of your favorite items and see it gone off the shelf. But do your best to keep stock, you know. Oh, uh, so your brother in the West is probably like... He has an easy spot. I'm a better salesman because I make just as much with less. Uh, you know, they say location, 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 and he figured it out. And then he that kisses out the door. 
I give a shrug and just follow. You guys are determined to make every Lou hate you, yeah, and I fuck love. Yeah, it. we are. I love it. I absolutely love it. <laughs> Before I leave, I give Lou just a, a a quizzical look, and I nod my head, and I turn and go. And all three of you step back out into this cavern, which is very, very dark once more. Atticus, you can't see anything except a little bit of a glow emanating from Lou's tent, uh, which is comes up to like your hip when you're outside of it um and uh what do you do press onward yeah start heading towards that drawbridge perfect so the three of you then make your way deeper into the cavern and start to uh push in uh Thaticus. are you just putting a hand on one of their shoulders you just using frost brand i got frost brand out okay I'm using it for that dim light exactly and the three of you start to hear uh the running of water um, at a little bit of a distance and you step out of the uh, of this this cave room and everything really opens up in front of you and there's a uh, sort of this pointed cliff of rock that comes out in front of you and a rope bridge stretches out into the darkness and down below it you can hear the rushing of water probably like a hundred feet below that um, so it's a deep deep cavern that you're in um, and the air doesn't smell quite as salty in here. It almost seems like this is fresh water of some sort down below. Um, but you see that rope bridge stretching into the darkness. And then at the end of it all, you see sort of a, a little pinpoint of this this greenish light. Hmm. Roll a perception check for me. Roll 20. Oh, natural 20. Yeah. Uh, as you step a little bit towards this towards this rope bridge, you can feel it's it's very, very slight. But okay. spending so much time in the cold, you notice when something feels a little bit warm, as mm. we've seen with your soup. Um, and so there is a little bit of a, a change in that temperature, and you definitely make note of that. Okay. I think we're I think we're heading the right way. It feels warmer to me. It smells different, though. I'm used to this. All right. Then looks like we're playing a game of hot and cold, right? And we're getting warmer. Warmer. Warm. Colder. All right. The three of you... Uh, begin to make your way across the bridge, I'm assuming. Mm -hmm. um, and as you step out onto the bridge, the the wood creaks a bit between. Can I get a marching order for who's going across the bridge first? Whew. Um, did I say it was 300 or something pounds? Yeah, yeah. I let yeah. the lumbering idiot go first. Sully. Vatican? Wait, which? <laughs> <laughs> which lumbering Who, idiot? <laughs> who's the? Hmm. Can I can I do a glance down, off the bridge? Like what's roll below? For, roll for glance down. Yeah. Um. You you look down. I won't make you roll for anything because you see, just a very, very small amount of reflection of rippling light, um, which you're able to see because of your your enhanced eyes from racks. Mm -hmm. And uh, you see flowing water like a hundred feet below you and just sheer cliff dropping down from where you're standing. It looks like there's water down there. So, Thaticus, you'd do fine if you fall, right? No, that's not how water works. Like, I, I no. You can breathe in it, though. Yeah, I, that'll be awesome. I'll take my last breath in water. Thanks, dickhead. You No one falls a hundred feet into water and is totally I fine. I don't know. I've never heard of anyone falling that far into water before. You'd say you wouldn't be okay. So do you want one of us to go first? 
Yeah, dickhead, you're going first now. You're just sort of standing there at the edge of the bridge. Like, can you move aside so we can get past you? It's taking everything. I mean, not to push him. It's only two. Do it if Atticus would do it. Yeah. Um, I'm not Dirk Evil. Um, actually, Thaticus doesn't move to the side. He just starts walking across the bridge. He's got both hands on the side to kind of support some of his weight. Okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, he's just kind of going. He's put at this point. He has put Frostbrand back too. Okay. So all, all you right. can see now, Thaticus, is a little pinpoint of light. Fuck yeah. Ahead of you, and you feel the ropes on either side of you, and you start making your way forward, and. You take a step out and you put your full weight onto one of these boards and it groans and it creaks under the massive Goliath body, but it holds. And you take another step and this one creaks a little bit, but they seem to be holding. They seem to be, they seem to be fairly sturdy. The rope that your hands are on almost feels like a little bit slimy. Almost, you would you would recognize it from your time at sea. It seems to be some sort of like corded seaweed, almost, or a kelp mm. that has been uh, bound into into a rope. Um, you've you've taken about five or six steps at this point. Mock Sully, are you guys continuing after him, or are you letting him go? What's your plan here? I'm not gonna test the bridge. Yeah, I'm gonna wait for him to be done before I add more weight to this thing. Okay, so. After a few more steps, uh, Thaticus, I am going to need you to make a deck save. Mm, strong start. Um, oh, Lord, he fallen. Four. Oh, See you later. Four. Bye. Thaticus 2.0. Thaticus, you, you, uh, are, Thaticus, you're feeling pretty confident yeah, at this point. Big you've, dick swinging. You've, you've made it quite, quite a ways across this bridge already. And so you're just... You're just stepping at this point. You've gauged the gaps between these planks. You're good to go. And so you uh, aren't feeling so much anymore with your foot. And you just take a step forward and your leg touches nothing. Mm. And it just falls right through a gap where uh, a board would have been. And you are uh, now luckily pretty big. Mm. So your chest doesn't quite fit through but you are dangling now sort of from your armpits in the middle of this bridge. <laughs> Did he Whoa. drop Frostbrand? Frostbrand's on his back. It's on my back. Yeah, so it's fuck good. you. Don't so sword. there's a, a creak and a groan as this large Goliath is like shoved down between these boards as he's he's dangling. Do you, do you cry out at all or? No, I pull myself out. I'm fucking angry. He <laughs> called me stupid and told me to move out of the way. Fuck you guys. Go ahead and roll for <laughs> athletics for me. Also, they can see me. They can both see in the dark. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're, we're, you guys are I'm both watching Shelly's, this happen. Shelly's mouth agape. Uh, He's eyeing mock. Like, what? <laughs> Wait, what should we do? Wait, hold on. No, no. 19. 19? Yeah. For athletics? Yeah. Um, and uh, you you push down with your, your hands and start to pry yourself up. And there's like a little bit of like cracking that are happening in some of these boards as this happens. And okay. you can hear that, that echoing uh, throughout the cavern. And then you hear a cackling coming from where that, about where that light would be. Mm. You hear a cackling in the distance. Roughly how far? Can we see it? You guys can't see it, but you guys can hear it as well. Sully draws racks. And you hear uh, 
a, a trio of voices all going, Oh, a little bit of trouble on your way in, I see. You made it past our pets, perchance? No, we just befriended it. It's back in the old cavern. Oh, really? Did you find its middle head most entertaining? I'm partial to the second from the left. I personally like the left most because it gets left out a lot. Oh, very clever, elf boy. So, yeah, your pet's fine. What? Uh, who are you all? What are you all doing in the dark cave? Sully turns to Mock. What are you? What are you doing talking to this? Hello, who who is that? Perhaps a friend. We could be, yeah. Are you one of Lou's other brothers? <laughs> have we have we just walked directly west? <laughs> Somewhere to the west. <laughs> Down I the don't. hall, on the right. Oh, is this Lou? This presence that I've sensed in my in my cave. Lou? Yeah, just a merchant of sorts. Should be out of the way, though, since we got a few items from him. There's no response. Who are um, you? Right, well, Thaticus, uh, keep um, pushing on. You feel it getting warmer, right? Yeah, at this point, I think as they were talking, he had started walking in. More carefully now, though. Okay. Yeah. Good move. And with that, uh, Thaticus, you do make it to the other side, and you see this uh crack in the cave wall and there's this kind of sickly green light that's emanating from it do you wait for the others are you gonna push in what are you doing um is this i guess is there like room on either side or is it there's there's a little bit of space on either side there's like roughly 10 feet to either side okay i'm gonna take out my sword and kind of put my back up against all okay so that way i can see the entire bridge area you know what i mean yeah yeah post up actually perfect sully Mock, you guys are still at the beginning of the bridge. Well, Thaticus, you made it to the other side? Uh, he doesn't respond. He just puts a thumb up. I don't think I could see him from this far, right? Um, I couldn't see the hags from the other side. You could see him just a little bit. You okay. can just see that little crack of light. So they might have been a little bit farther away. Mm-hmm. All right. And I start moving across the bridge. Okay. And uh, it's, a, it's a lot easier for you, as you're able to see. Uh, you do come to that spot where there's the gap. Could you go ahead and give me a... A, an ac- acrobatics check because mm-hmm. you're able to see it easily enough <laughs> alright a 9 a 9 um, okay as you are making your way across you see where Thaticus slipped through um, and you instinctively uh, pace yourself to jump over it um, but what you do is you jump directly to uh, one of them on the other side of the gap and it was a little lost a little bit of structural integrity and you break through it mm-hmm. and i'm gonna need you to make a deck save yeah like a 20 something 20 something and with that you uh your hand flies up and you grab some of this kelp rope so mock is dangling now in this broken spot uh in front of you at this point are you going to reach out to help him are you going to uh just sort of steady the bridge what's your plan here uh- I'm going to ask. Uh, Mock, can I help? Yeah, yeah. I'm not too used to the wet texture of this rope. I don't want to risk it. Can you give me a hand? Yeah, with one hand holding the rope of the bridge, I'll lean down with my other hand and grab Mock. 
Go ahead and give me a, a strength roll to see uh, how well you can you can pick him up. That is... It's been a while, hasn't it? That is. That's a five. But I'm lucky, so let's do that again. That's a 14. Hey, a oh. lucky roll that panned out. That's mm-hmm. the first time in our year of playing. I Perfect. know, right? <laughs> <laughs> With that, Sully, you uh, are able to... Uh, pull mock up you grab him and uh, his hand slips out from yours but you reach down rapidly with the other hand and you uh, grab onto his wrist and with uh, mock's uh, nimble abilities as well you're able to to haul him up next to you and now you're both uh, both back up on the bridge but you still do have to get across this this gap sure you first mock yeah is that a, is that a do I roll? Yeah, give me a, give me another acrobatics roll. It'll be lower now since you know what to look out for. Um, fourteen. Fourteen. Yeah. With that, you uh you just spring over this gap and uh, land comfortably a few uh a few planks down the line a little bit. Are you gonna keep pushing forward or are you gonna stand there to keep an eye out for for Sully? I'm gonna just match his pace. So if he moves forward, I'll move forward. Okay. Sully, your turn to make it across this gap. You can give me an athletics or an acrobatics check. That is going to be a nine. A nine. Okay. You leap over and you land on that, uh, uh, on the side of that, that's that plank that had broken some and, uh, you start to slip mock. I'll give you a reaction for a deck save to try and grab onto him. If you both make deck saves, uh, it's a lower check. Sure. 17. And another nine. And another nine. But with that, Mock, your hand was able to, to reach out quick enough and you snag onto Sully. And although he's kind of heavy in all of his armor, uh, you're able to mm-hmm. steady him enough as his arms are pinwheeling and the two of you then can make your way the rest of the way across the bridge. And now you're all standing there outside of this greenish crack in the rock. It's large enough Ooh. to shimmy through, but you're there. I pat Mock on the shoulder and say, hey... <laughs> Good teamwork. Yeah, arm for an arm. Mm-hmm. What's that that you're looking at, Vaticus? I mean, you can see it too. There's a crack. I assume they're on the other side. But you don't know. You don't know what that is. I have no clue. Does oh, okay. it have a similar green tinge to the Duke? No. Okay. No. Ooh. No, not quite. The same. That's a good question. But no, not quite the same. It's uh, it's definitely more of a like a a, a sea-ish kind of like that sickly like sea cavern green mm-hmm. is definitely the, the 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 tone on that more than this like magical uh like deep green of the the duke king from the crack yes you can uh, you can definitely feel the heat coming out of there like guys it's all right let's uh, get the spread what spread no, i'm kidding <laughs> what's uh, a marching order going through crack in the rock is is it like a thin crack like uh like it's just light coming through or is there a path leading through that we'd have to squeeze so you're able to uh kind of change your angle on it it was definitely a crack when you were moving down the the bridge but when you change your angle on it some you can see it wasn't coming in at a 90 degree angle to the stone face um but it's uh it's not very broad um sully and that you two will probably have to turn yourself sideways Mm -hmm. to make it through um you won't have to shimmy but your shoulders would be too broad to to get you through now, now this is a question for the DM. What if I want to shimmy? How much what cocoa I... puffs can we get from shimmying? Mm-hmm. Um. All right. Let's let's get a cocoa puff roll, which is a D twelve. Okay. 
That's a D12. Uh, oh, D12. Yeah. Mm. If I shimmy, what, I'm what's our modifier? Cocoa Puffs. Yeah, what's it's, this? It's, it's a flat roll. Cocoa it's Puff a flat rolls roll. are, are, are I, a flat roll unless you have proficiency in Cocoa Puffing. Oh, it I says actually, right here I, do. I actually do have proficiency. You too? Excellent. Wow. 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 You guys both have Cocoa Puff proficiency? Okay, so that's going to be a plus two then. So whatever your Cocoa Puff roll was. Eight okay, cocoa so puffs. Eight uh, cocoa six puffs. Cocoa Puffs. You're both still pretty hungry. Ah. <sighs> All right, I guess the we just go through this crack in the wall though. then. <laughs> 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 All right, so what's the marching order going through the crack in this wall? <clears throat> I'm assuming Thaticus first. Thaticus? <laughs> you sure about that? Uh, yeah, I'll go first. I just don't want to get stuck. Does it look you've like been, I'm going to get stuck? You've been leading us so well so far. I don't think it looks like it. You'll... I don't think it looks like you'll get stuck. If you're worried about getting stuck, I do have oil that I bought. <laughs> oh, man. Luby right through. See Mock rubbing it into Thax's glistening pecs. Squeak right out. I'm ready to fight. You can't grab me. I'm a greased up pig. Honestly, yeah. You just take the bar fighter feet and just oil yourself up beforehand. Disadvantage on grapple checks. Yeah. Um,. He'll go first. Uh, he will, however, have Frostbane. As you are uh, advancing, you notice that the uh, cool energy from Frostbrand is not emanating quite as strongly as before. It's still it's still cold, but this heat seems to be pushing back mm. against against Frostbrand. And that, I guess, you begin to, to shimmy your way forward and uh, you are uh, approaching the, the end of this. It's not too long of a crack, but it takes a few bends to sort of block your, your view forward. Um, Sully and Mock, are you following right behind him? Yes. Yes. Okay. Perfect. And Thaticus, you uh, come to the end here. Uh, could you give me a perception check, please? Seventeen. Seventeen. Excellent. All right. So it's it is bright in this room. It is uh it is this sort of strange green color, the sickly green that's that's emanating throughout the the room. And in the center, you can see this little uh, this little dais, and on top of it is a stone, a large sort of uh, almost basketball-sized stone. Um, and it would be orange if it weren't for the fact that there is this strange sphere of this green light encircling it, and there's this sickly glow radiating from it and permeating the walls of this this cavern and around this dais you can see three figures kneeling their their long hands outstretched to this the stone they seem to be basking in its glow in front of them and they've got strange stringy kelp-like hair and a bluish tint to their to their skin as well and as you uh, sidle your way forward and Frostbrand breaks the opening a little bit because it's out in front of you, the glow from Frostbrand begins to uh, pierce the, the room a bit and then you see their heads slowly turn towards Euthaticus.
Hey there, everybody. This is Victor coming at you with the break at the end of the episode this time. That's right at the end. So this episode that you just listened to was part of one complete session that we split up in part because we felt like this would be a good spot uh, so that we could spend some more time on the edits at the first part of the episode, which I hope you enjoyed all the music. It was really fun putting together. Um, But because of that, this episode is coming out a little late. Sorry about that. The second half of the session or the next episode, however you want to call it, is going to come out on our normally scheduled release date, which is going to be in slightly less than two weeks. So October 9th is the next episode. Um, In the meanwhile, if you haven't already, find us on Facebook, reach out to us on Twitter. We love hearing from you guys and answering your questions and talking about theories as to what's going on. Eric and I are doing that too, trying to figure out what Max has planned. Um, So, That said, thank you very much for listening. We really appreciate it and look forward to what is going to happen as we keep moving forward. So thank you very much. Catch you next time. It's all about rolling dice, baby.